Revived Thoughts is a production of Revive Studios. This is Troy, Angel, and Elise, and you are listening to Revive Thoughts and Martyrs and Missionaries End of the Year Roundup, top best episodes of the year. We are all online to share our our what our vision of the top five episodes of Revive Thoughts and Martyrs and Missionaries were this year with you. And we hope that you who are listening right now will, if you're maybe newer, this is a great way to catalog what episodes you should catch up on and which ones you haven't heard before. And if you have been listening, do you think that our top five episodes were your top five episodes? Find out. All right, guys, say hi. Hey, how's it going? Hey, yo. Hey, how you doing, Elise? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Long time. No listen no no hear your voice no listen no listen no listen so, uh, so you're admitting mm-hmm. you don't listen to my show i see how that's it is. oh man <laughs> like in person no, no 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 it's a, it's a person <laughs> thing it's it's a you uh-huh. know interaction long time no yeah, interaction yeah. i should say for that's sure. true that's true what's the well, temperature there guys um hot. it's hot it feels hot. hot needs to rain humid has it has it gross. started raining yet it for the the rainy season sort of like there was like a good two weeks where it felt like the rainy season had started and then this last week it was kind of like the rainy season was like well i'm gonna take a vacation i've been working hard for a week and a half it really doesn't feel like it's really started started like when it when the rainy season is real it goes on for six to twelve hours at a time just torrential down just downpours like you can't even imagine i mean it's just unbelievable and I feel like it really still, even though it should have started by now, it really still hasn't mm-hmm. gotten to that that level quite yet. So I'm not complaining too hard, though. I am right now. It's hot in this room we're in. What about you, Joel? Is it cold and snowy there in Kansas City? You know, it's actually been a pretty mild December so far. Uh, we've been, mm-hmm. like, cruising in the 40s. You know, the highs are in the 40s most days, which is, which is I, honestly, a pretty nice December. So I'm sure when January <laughs> comes, we'll get slammed with... You know, it'll just be in the teens from then on. But um, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the 40s. The sun comes out. It's it's not too bad. You can go for a walk in it. Yep. Until until you get to that season of Kansas City weather where it's just all ice and snow and mm-hmm. it's impossible to drive mm-hmm. or do anything for like two months. And the I wind. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you enjoy seasons, if you want to experience what all four seasons have to offer, have to offer in the fullest, Move to the Kansas City area because we get we get all of spring, all of summer, all of fall, all of winter, pretty equally. I feel like, yeah. But I mean, you don't have all the seasons because you don't have rainy season. Of course, that's we true. don't right now either. So that's you know that's kind of. I the don't problem. think any of us are selling our geographic <laughs> locations. <laughs> People are listening to this and going, "All right, so don't move to Indonesia and don't move to Kansas yeah. City." That's what I'm Florida, hearing. Florida, right here now. I come. Here mm-hmm. I come. That's mm-hmm. right. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and get started. Every year we do this, uh, and we have done this with Elise before. We didn't have Elise on last year. I don't know why, but we didn't have you on last year, Elise. But we do a top five best episodes. And like I said in the intro, the goal of this is just to kind of give we, a lot of new listeners, they wonder, where do I start with our show? We have hundreds of episodes with uh, with Elise's show. There's like 60 or 70 episodes. Where do you start with these big, long shows? It helps maybe if you have a guide map to kind of be that 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 where you get started. And for the people who have listened the whole year, you, you're dedicated, you know every episode, you're you're right there with us. This is just a chance for you to see were, the five, were your five favorites the same five favorites that we had. Now, with that said, Elise had this idea, and I think it's a good idea, to throw in a little game. So throw in a little, a little something for everybody to listen to as we go. So during this episode, 
I'm going to be dropping some church history trivia questions and giving Joel and Elise opportunities to see if they can get the answers correct. And we will see who comes out on top uh, at the end of this episode. I will say, uh, if you're a gambling person, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to, I don't want to tip the scales here, but the odds might be more in one direction than the other, but we're going to see, we're going to see, uh, Joel, how do you feel? Feeling confident tonight that you got this game? I'm feeling about as unconfident as one person <laughs> can possibly get. I feel like our <laughs> listeners, our listeners have by this point come to understand our dynamic here. You're the, yeah. the super brainy genius that remembers every church history detail and understands everything. And I'm kind of along for the ride. I enjoy, I mean, I enjoy, I really enjoy <laughs> it, but I, I don't remember how I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do my best, but we'll see here. Excellent. That's it. That is the attitude you want to have at the beginning of this church mm. history trivia challenge is, is, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you say all that, he's probably going to smoke me. <laughs> all right. Uh, are you guys ready for your first question? Actually, I got, I got one oh, ready, locked and loaded right now. If you guys are in, let's do it. All right, I'm gonna throw this out there. Um, just make a buzzer sound. Let's see, let's see a little like a beat or something. You can do your best mm -hmm. here, and that'll be my cue to throw it to one of you. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. First question before we've even hit our sermons. Here we go. First question. Question number one on Church History Trivia Challenge Night is: In what year was the Great London Fire? Oh goodness. In? What oh, year oh, oh, was that oh, fire? Beep, beep. Is that? <laughs> oh, hey, is that <laughs> Joel coming I'm in on the line? What do you got, Joel? This scenario. Uh, six, uh, 1666. Oh, ding, 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 ding. That one deal. does go to You know, to I Joel. feel like that's that's unfair. It It is not unfair. With <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many times to... I rambled about that fire to you, Elise, you certainly had as many opportunities as Joel did. Fair point. All right, well, that was unexpected. Joel's taking an early lead. With that unconfidence, he suddenly shook up the board. All right. Uh, with that said, let's go ahead and start. What is your number five sermon? Joel, Joel, since you took the lead, why don't you sermon or martyr and missionary? What is your number five episode for the year? Yeah, it's, um, it's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know if I would necessarily order my suggestions in a strict linear best to worst, but more of just like maybe top five ones that I liked this year type of thing. You know, uh, I, I think that would be, yeah. I wanted to say that too, because I don't know that like any of these episodes for me, especially probably, probably like the bottom four, like there might be one that I'm really feeling tops about that. I think that sure. one was just, it was pretty good, but yeah, maybe but, like, there's the, our I, favorite I would, and then four runner ups type of thing. Yeah. That might be a good way to say it. Like they're all good. And it's like, how do you compare four and five? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's not like this one was fourth best. It's clear. It's, I, I want to agree with you on that. Um, since it's fresh on the memory because we just recorded it earlier this month i really liked our moody episode this year titled what do you think of christ uh i had fun talking about it in the the prologue section and uh i like listening to dustin read it i thought it was pretty good yeah he did a great job and uh, and too it it was fun for us to go back and do D.L. Moody. It's been a long time. I didn't mm -hmm. realize until I was putting that episode together how much of D.L. Moody's story. You know, you say I always have these church history trivia facts, but I've actually forgotten a lot of his story because it's just been, I think it's been genuinely like two or three years since we've done an episode on him. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really fun. It was fun to refresh on that. Like just, just reading through how hard his life was and just the way God used him. I, I, he has an amazing story. So yeah, that's a really good one. And I, I agree. That was the one we put out. Uh, if you're listening to this with us in real time, that was the one we put out most recently or one of my most recent episodes. 
And uh, if you're listening later, hey, go check it out. It's a good one to check out. All right, Elise, number five in your Martyrs and Missionaries categories list, mm. whatever you want to call it. All right. I think I'm going to have to go with Alan Gardner, not in vain, um, because I think his story was was one of those that it could have been really depressing um, because he kind of dies and uh, and seemingly as a failure, but then there's a lot of fruit from his from his ministry, not necessarily in the way that we would see it. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's just he goes all over the place. He doesn't he doesn't really he doesn't really see a lot of fruit in his ministry, and even after his death, there's questionable fruit. And then, but it doesn't matter because it's still a great story, and he has he has a great heart for people. So I liked it. All right, that's a good one. About you, I think Alan Gardner, Alan Gardner's story. I just I piggybacking a sec Mira? with me with Elise here. I said Mira, my daughter's <laughs> name. Um, is I? It's just a, it's a it's a depressing story, but it's, it, I think Elise did a really good job telling the full history of it in a way that I was I I did I had heard the story before. In fact, I was the one who was like telling Elise for a year, like, oh, you got to do this story, and she was like, a guy starved in the jungle. I don't know how much I want to do that one. It's kind of depressing, and she did a really good job filling in details I had not heard before myself. Uh, for me, number five, I think I got to go with, this is kind of a weird one, but I feel like whenever we do these, mine always kind of are. Ephraim the Syrian, the one that came out over the summer, it was this like 1,600-year-old sermon that the reason I liked it so much, and I think it's just a cool one, is that I feel like it embodies the revived thoughts vibe of like finding some history that nobody's talked about or looked at in a long time, dusting it off and sending it out to the world. And I really enjoyed the sermon. It was, I mean, like a sermon on, the end times told from the perspective of somebody who's like in the Syrian church 1500 years ago. And yet, despite how, how we should feel so extremely disconnected from something like that. Um, I felt like it was a really good sermon convicting people were like, man, I was convicted by that sermon. It was good. And I, I think it was just really cool that we got to put that one out. So that's probably my number five. Awesome. All right. All right. All right. Wait, we got the uh -oh. ball rolling. Ray for church history oh, trivia. Oh, number right. two. Lay it on me. You ready? Okay, this famous missionary happens to share the same name as a Marvel comic book character. At least should not be looking surprised. <laughs> that is what he does. He's got the same name. Oh gosh, Peter. Parker. A Marvel. Oh gosh. Elite. Okay, I know he, Joel's got to be working with Google that he figured that out <laughs> so quickly. But uh, he is I correct. That's Joel. Two points. An episode. I, yeah, no, he's right. There's an episode called that Elise did yeah, called Peter yeah. Parker, fam, friendly neighborhood doctor. Okay, I, I'm gonna call it. It's almost ten o'clock. It's my. It's not. That is C. Uh huh. C. Uh huh. C. I was this literally. I I hadn't I was just brainstorming. I was yeah, just brainstorming. We heard that tight. We heard that clattering of the keyboard, oh, Joel. That that no. Google. No, I was kidding. This is this is not looking good for me. I can't believe that. That was not how I expected that to go at all. At oh, least zero to two, and that was straight from your show. <laughs> I know. You know, I'm not surprised. I, you know, I try to come off humble, but the truth is, I'm pretty smart. So. <laughs> That's well, 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 I'm over there thinking like, oh, there's not a there's not a Marvel hero named Hudson Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, you dummy. There's no David Livingston in the Marvel comic book. No, nope, Peter Parker was who I was thinking. Of. Okay, uh, all right, uh, Joel, you're you're on a roll here. Why don't you open us up with your number four episode of the year? All right, all right, all right. Number four. Yeah, think about it. You know, I really liked. Um, 
do you remember we did that revived conversation where we just talked about that article that that uh that leaflet yeah. I think it was this, that was it Spurgeon that was Richard Baxter it was Richard Baxter about how to spend our free time uh and I found that shockingly fun and refreshing and interesting to talk about yeah you know we got I got we got good feedback from people who messaged me I was like that was a fun one like I liked it's it's weird that this 400-year-old pamphlet that was like, quit spending your free time on useless stuff still made mm-hmm. so many of us go scratch our heads and go, huh, that applies today and probably more so. I really like that one too. Actually, I would say it, if I was having a separate category for revived conversations, I think that would have been my number one revived conversation for the year as well. And hmm. you know what? Joel, you've inspired me. I got to find another pamphlet for us to do. We should do another do one. Do it. Yeah, I think those would be fun to cover more. All right. Elise, throwing this to you, give us your number four, martyr and missionary. Although I'm starting to question who's really running your show <laughs> after that last these last two church history trivia questions. That's fair. Um, okay, so it's kind of a toss-up. And I think I think I'm gonna have to go with um the interview that I did uh with Jonathan Carswell about Pauline Hamilton, um, who was a missionary uh to um, post-war China, and then also to Taiwan. Um, she was she was a really cool woman, and she did a ton of different ministries. And just her her autobiography is just filled. Or I guess her biography is not autobiography, but it's just filled with stories about um, about her her life, like and all these people that she impacted, and um, all of these things. Actually, it is her autobiography. Um, yeah, it's just it's really cool. All right, number four for me. Um, yeah, so many times. We've had so many good episodes this year. I was like, I, you kind of forget as you go through the year, just focus on the week to week. And then when you get to the end of the year, you're like, oh, yeah, we did that this year. We did that this year. We did that this year. Um, but I think one of the ones that I enjoyed a lot was doing the revived conversation with Ben from Haunted Cosmos. He came on and we talked about like these weird supernatural things that happen in church history, just asking and talking about questions of like, what do you do with people in church history who say they heard a voice and it told them to do something? Or Joan of Arc, who said she got a vision from God, just these kind of weird things. It was a really fun conversation and a lot of listeners really enjoyed it too. So that I think that'd go for a solid number four. I would feel weird if I didn't mention that episode. And it was just fun to have a guy from that show on too. He did. He was a great guy. He's really nice. Um, occasionally I'll send him something like, hey, did you see this? And he'll be like, of course. But he's, he's a good guy, so that was fun. All right, church history trivia number three. Now, Elise is... I've really got to get this done. Elise is a zero. Joel has two. And technically, Joel is going to be you know a little more favored on this one because it's a little bit more in our court. Yes. Mm. However, I do think that... I do think... I, I, I would not be surprised if Elise gets this one. So here it is. Who gave the eulogy for George Whitfield? Oh, I know this. Wesley? Ah, Elise got it. She didn't <laughs> buzz in. Yes, beep, 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 But it was, it was John <laughs> Wesley. So I may mean, actually have challenged you and made, you, made sure it was which, which one it was, not Charles. John, but John it was Wesley. John Wesley. All right, Elise is on the board. <laughs> yes. One to two. She, the face she made was so like, I think I know this. Oh, wait, what if I get it wrong? That would be really embarrassing. No, all right, good. Elise is on the board. I got it. If, if you gave me another three yeah. seconds, I would have got it. No, it's fine. Joel, thanks for giving Elise one. I know you had it, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're an expert at these, but it was nice of you to throw Elise one. All right, um, Elise. Well, no, actually, I won't start with you because mm. I feel like we, I like this kind of revived thoughts, martyr and missionary revived thoughts cycle sure, we have sure. going. But I think I'll go first then uh, to give Joel a chance to think about it. Number three. My number three episode of the year. Oh, man, I shouldn't have gone first. I need more time to think about it. Mm. Uh, this one, it was definitely one of my favorites. I, I definitely could have 
even seen it sliding into number one. It is next three. Honestly, it's really hard to do a number one or number two here. But uh, Peter Kierkegaard's sermon against the Mormons, which just came out a couple weeks ago, we've had lots of people like reaching out being like, man, that was a really yeah. good one. And I even had somebody reach out and go, are you sure BYU posted that? Because why would they post it? It's such a damaging critique of the Mormon church. And it is. And I just think that was just a cool one. It's I love sermons that are off the cuff where the guy didn't have like two or weeks or a month to plan it, but he just had to give it in the moment. And that one, um, I just think that was a really good one. So yeah, that's definitely one I'm, I'm really glad we got out this year. Yeah, it's definitely on my radar too as one. I'm glad you mentioned it. All right, at least number three. All right. Uh, my number three is Serving in Silence, the Armenian Genocide. Um, and I like this one because it's different from a lot of other episodes that I've done. And you don't really think about missionaries serving through genocide. Um, I mean, we have a lot of like post-war China. We have a lot of like, you know, people who go to Japan and stuff like that. World War II, we have that. Um, but our, there was a ton of missionaries. There were a ton of missionaries in um, in Armenia and in like Turkey and those places like that. And uh, they were pretty much helpless during the during the genocide. But they also are the one some of the the most accurate and plentiful plentiful firsthand accounts that we have um, of the genocide. So I thought it was it was a really difficult episode to do because it was very sad. But I think it's it was incredibly important. So that's my number three. All right. Cool, cool, Joel, cool. number three. I'm going to throw in, uh, again, more of a recent one, but I enjoyed you talking about Woodrow Wilson on your two-parter because I wasn't, I wasn't involved with that at all. So I just got to sit back and be <laughs> a, a, a bystander, a, a mere civilian listening to Revive Thoughts and uh, listen to you talk about Woodrow Wilson. Fascinating <laughs> stuff. I appreciate that, Joel. That was a long ordeal that took it was one of those mini ideas that we have here where i just was like this won't take too long and before you know it <laughs> i'm a thousand tabs into a deep dive on woodrow wilson asking questions like what was the french's response to this and that and like just just way in way too deep and i got to the end of that and after recording it in this very hot room late at night i was like did that come across good i don't know <laughs> but people have been saying it was good, that they liked it a lot, that it was really interesting. And a lot of people were telling me that they did not know any of that stuff about Woodrow Wilson and what, what a sleazebag he was and also how much he claimed to be a Christian. And so I was really glad that we were able to kind of get that out there to people. Um, so yeah. Thank you, Joel. I'm glad you mentioned that one. I didn't want to, I didn't want to say it myself and be like, remember that time <laughs> I talked for two hours about Woodrow? That was such a great time. Good me. So I'm glad someone else said that because that would have been a, a little bit weird. We've been telling you about a great podcast called Compelled. It uses gripping, immersive storytelling to bring Christian testimonies to life. One story that's especially powerful is Hannah Overton's. Hannah was a mother of four with another baby on the way, when one day, out of the blue, Hannah was falsely accused of murder. Hannah was shocked by the accusation, and as a firm believer, she knew that God would come to her rescue and would never let such a baseless lie be spread about her. But the exact opposite happened. Hannah eventually stood before a jury of her peers and heard them sentence her to life in prison. Hannah was innocent, and she had done nothing wrong. This was a terrible mistake. How could God have let her down? But Hannah would soon discover that God had a plan of his own. Listen to Hannah Overton share her incredible story on episode number 16 of Compelled, titled Falsely Accused and Sentenced to Life in Prison. 
Search for Compelled on your favorite podcast app or visit compelledpodcast.com. That's compelled with an E-D, podcast.com. Church history trivia round. Chance to tie. Two. Yeah, this is this is your chance to tie. All right. Uh, You know what? And now I think about it, I was going to say a revive thought style question, but I feel like to be fair, I kind of trying to pull from both shows here. Mm. So I got to be a little more balanced here and pull one for Elise. But you know what? This guy, it could be anybody. Okay. So that you either one could get this. He does Mm. fall a little bit more in Elise's category, but that's okay. Mm. This guy is considered a proto reformer who was burned at the stake in the early 15th century. John Hess. Yep, at least got ah. that one. That was that was too easy. Maybe it was too easy. Too too, too easy. easy. Sorry about that, Joel. Did you did the audio not come through? Maybe you were a little delayed, Joel. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit. You know, it kind of broke up there for a second. I, yeah, otherwise, that, it, it almost wasn't Man. fair. Sorry, <laughs> I, I had All like right. three names until you said 15th century, and then it it cleared the my slate of memory. <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah, you know, I should have said 1400s because I don't know about you, but when I see 15th or 16th century, my brain goes 1500s, 1600s, and I have to go have, and tell my brain I have no. Finally, at the age of 31, I feel like trained my brain enough to finally un- keep up with when people say century rather than hundreds. Right. So uh, it only takes you half a lifetime to get there, but <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I don't know if other people have that problem, but I I have to. I teach history, and I there are moments where I'm like, nineteenth uh, century. That's that's right, class. We're in the nineteenth century. All right, I still don't number... think it makes sense. People people talk to me, and they're like, it makes perfect sense, Jewel. And I'm like, we don't say that we're we don't, like th- yeah thirty one. We don't live. We're we're not thirty one. We're <laughs> yeah, live in the sure. year 30 our our 30 31st year <laughs> that would be like saying how old are you i'm in my 31st sure. year like that's that's, you know, a, and that's it's kind just of not a conversation you're not right you're not like, wrong because we'll say oh the first century refers to the first hundred years but a century hasn't technically passed yet so mm-hmm. it shouldn't like should that even be called the first century because the first century starts after the first hundred yeah, years. i mean technically we're in the 21st century and it's not 2100 something yeah and so. i know everyone because we're, we're in it we're going, in oh the my gosh our church century. history <laughs> podcasters are such idiots they can't do basic math i understand the argument i just it, your brain tells you 19th conversationally century, that's typically we typically conversationally refer to the amount of time that has yes. been completed first not yes. the amount of times that we're occupying within I, with, yes and the only time i feel like we do that is with the centuries and then you have to right. yep yep all right we're on the same page we're gonna mm, we're, yeah. we're a big we're a big everybody's already bounced out yeah. like, i can't <laughs> but we're a big history group we can we can get this changed in history.com all right uh joel throwing it to you even though you didn't get the point there give us a, your number two episode of the year where where would you go for number two Sorry, just clarify. This is me. <laughs> yeah, you're up. You're up. Give us your exactly. second. Your second. You're not your third, but your second. You know. Yeah. Here. Yeah. 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 Oh. Oh my goodness. This is uh second to last. Second to last. <laughs> I know what I want to put in number one. I'm trying to think if it competes with number two. And if so, what I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. Increase Mather. Do yourself no harm. That one I thought was fascinating, as well. I'll put yeah. that in my number two slot. Increase Mather. For starters, like how many times do you? You don't get a lot of Mather love out there in general, right? Like people yeah, kind yeah, of people. Avoid the <laughs> he, he gets a lot of. He gets thrown under the bus a lot. <laughs> he does. So I agree with you. That was a really. I'm glad we got that episode out. I. It was actually hard to get that episode recorded because I sent it to multiples of people. 
And people were just kind of like, I feel uncomfortable recording this episode on why you shouldn't commit suicide. They were, they, yeah. they basically sent me back. Like, I feel like he's too hard on this and I don't agree with him. And it was, it actually took me quite a while to find somebody who agreed to do it. And yet I think it was a really good episode and I'm really glad that, um, that he did. I think, I think it's, that it was it's a definitely one. an uncomfortable and awkward episode, but I think that's part yeah. of the reasons that, I mean, from a like historical point of view, I found it fascinating was like, yeah, the, the, again, when we just look at what is a part of church history and, and what people went through, it's, it's a unique addressment of that, uh, that again, yeah, it is, is not, not necessarily fun, uh, but I, I did find it fascinating. Thank you. All right. At least num- Martyrs and Missionaries episode All right. number two. Okay. This, my penultimate episode, uh, is Count Zinzendorf and the Moravians, which is the most recent episode uh, on, on Martyrs and Missionaries. And I loved doing this episode because it, it, it was just the weirdest. It was so weird. Um, because you, I, I started out thinking like, oh, I'll just cover, you know, Count Zinzendorf. People quote him. That's great. Um, and then you just, it was, it just evolved into like cults, heresy, side holes, wound litanies, and it. it that, was, that one of the grossest episodes of church history. But ever I got created. so much feedback from it, and I loved it because people were just like, "What on earth is a side hole, and why did they say it so often?" Yeah. Um, but it's great because it's just so, so weird. If you're a Revive Thoughts only listener and you don't know what Elisa's talking about, I, I both encourage you and caution you to go listen to <laughs> Elisa's I wholeheartedly uh, one of her you. most recent episodes on the on the Moravian church movement. And I think what I love about that episode was Elise went in with such innocent, and we all did, with this idea of like, oh, I'm going to study the Moravians. I've heard about them for a long time. They keep showing up as like, oh, there's a group of Moravians here and there. I wonder what they're, what they're really about. Who is this Count Zinzendorf guy? And I see, I mean, even last week I saw a pretty big Twitter account quote quoting sound Zinzendorf. He's a, he's a famous guy that people like to quote. We had no, you just, you had no idea what you were getting into. And by the end of that, I feel like everyone who's listening to that was like, by the end of that episode, my head was spinning. Like what happened and how did it go so horribly wrong? So that was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. All right. For me, number two, um, I'm going to give a tie. I do this. I think I do this every year with number two. And that's just, it's just, I shouldn't do it, but I do it anyway because I can't, I can't, I can't cut my babies in half here. I love them both, and I got to put two episodes up here, so I'm going to do it. All right, number two. First one is uh, this really great sermon by Ambrose. He gave it while he was under siege. Uh, he was kind of under attack, and he gives this sermon while these Roman guards are trying to break in, basically, into it, into where he and the guys are. And he just talks about how it doesn't matter what happens to him. What matters most is that they fought for God. It's a great episode. Uh, we put it out. It was the first episode of the year. And I definitely think it's, it, it, would be, uh, it would be wrong not to mention it on this list because I really, really love this episode. The other episode I'm going to say, this is kind of a weird one. Um, behind the, our behind-the-scenes episode that Elise and I did back in May, uh, we heard a lot of people say, we heard other, you know, uh, we'll have a lot of people say basically like, we're really grateful you put that episode together. You did a really good job explaining like life overseas for people. 
And we also, it directly helped us. We didn't know it, but I mean, it directly helped us connect with a church when we were back in the States, which was awesome. And we got to go speak there up in Maine and they were just the nicest people. That was just someone that, and it was just other things like that where we got to connect with people and network and just get to know people. And we would have never had that, any of those things kind of come together had that episode not gone out. So we were really grateful for just the, the positive feedback because we were really nervous. We were kind of telling you know our story and thoughts in a way that we weren't sure how other people would feel. And, and it was just great. So that was really, as a personal episode, that one meant a lot to us and meant a lot to me that we were, I mean, I remember Elisa was very nervous, like, oh, should we even do this? And I was like, no, I really think we should. And and yeah, it just, it worked out really well. So we are grateful for everyone who did reach out to us. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. It was, it was personally very enriching. All right. Church history trivia. Number five. This might be the mm. last one, just so we ha- we don't have a tie break here. Mm-hmm. But that, now that I've said that, it's the last one. I just had a question in my head, and it just totally blanked. Like, where did it go? Ah, uh, shoot. Where did it go? My brain had a good a good question for you guys. Mm. Did I, oh, come back. Um, no, this is really embarrassing. Where did it go? I totally, totally blanked on it. Dang it. All right. Church history trivia number <laughs> number 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 five. Machin. Last question here. We're going to get gonna, ahead gonna, of it. Did I win? No, no, no. You know, actually, one of my questions was going to be which guy served in the YMCA as a. You did it, Joel. You won. Right. How did you, you you pre you pre answered it. That's amazing. Okay, church history trivia number one. Which ah easy. Which two people? No, no, we'll go. Which one person was the first person to cross Central Africa? Alive and discovered Victoria Falls. There was no beeps there. Oh, beep, 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 beep. I'm not going to anybody out of this beep Okay, I, I kind right. of agree that that does feel like it was a tie because I do feel like yeah, Joel yeah. was trying to answer. We both I, yes. knew it. We both, and you uh, both knew it. That one, it was too easy. The, the listener is probably going, this is church. I had a better question. I literally had it saved in my brain. I was like, this is a good one. And I cannot. <gasps> I do. I found it. Okay, you guys ready for the tiebreaker? Okay. This one you okay. will not get. I, I remembered what it was now. Okay. All right. Uh, this, the listener is now going, so you didn't write these questions down beforehand. No, we did not. All right. <laughs> Bernard of Clairvaux is responsible okay. for causing which crusade? Oh my heavens! Uh, Bernard of Clairvaux uh, is responsible for. This is Joel typing it into the. It's the second crusade, say, right? How oh, did okay, Joel? What, <laughs> I want to see your screen. What? How did? You, how could that have happened? Does Bernard of Clairvaux cause what, a second one? No. Second one. That, so suspicious. He's asking Siri. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I genuinely remembered something from church history, so I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> I I got it, Joel. I mean, right. he answered nah, it. I mean, he I wasn't is, gonna guess that. He so. is correct. Okay, it was the second crusade. It was by the way because they tried to uh, do one before and it it wasn't very good. And Ber- well, Bernard, the first one was successful. That we did a whole episode on that. It's a okay. deep dive for the listeners if they want to go find it uh, by going to our Patreon. But he was the one on that Patreon. rallied all the folk for the second one, right? Yeah, he rallied them for the second one. And the second one was an utter and complete disaster, That's which was really bad yeah. because he basically sold it as like God wouldn't let us lose and then they lost really, really badly. So that was you know, not the best thing. Probably why you shouldn't do that. All right, so we had a tie tie. Three to three, but it looks like Joel is now the church history, uh, history, uh, history <laughs> trivia winner. 
Four and a three. Bow, 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 bow. 2023 crown. Yeah, the 2023 crown. Joel, wow, you went in so unconfident, but you came out on top. Way to go, my man. Well That's done. And with that, Joel, tell us what life. your yeah, tell us what your number one episode of the year is. Oh, uh, it's got to be it's got to be London Fire. What a fun, huh. terrifying uh, conversation about <laughs> the, the, the one of the most horrifying ways to die: the London Fire of 1666. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what a sell! The listener is going to just go download that right away now. There, you are you're hearing that, and you got to know. Uh, I'm glad you picked that one. It was the one that I actually am not. It's not my number one. And I didn't, I felt weird because I was like, how do I, like, it's another one where I did a lot of the work. So I felt weird tooting my own horn here. But mm. I also was like, it's it's really good episode, but it doesn't, it wasn't going to be my number one because I did want to shout out a sermon that we had. But I love, I love doing that episode. It is one of the weirdest chapters of church history. I think that I have ever explored and recorded with you, Joel, that it was just like, from start to finish, you would not if if you wrote that script down and handed it to Hollywood and you went and saw that movie, you would get to the end of that movie and go, "That is the most ridiculous movie I've ever seen." There's yeah. no way all those things would so happen. Unrealistic. And then, but it is exactly true. It, it happened, and even probably it's probably there's probably even more stuff to it that we didn't know about. And it's just an absolutely insane episode. All right, at least your number one episode of the year. My number one is a three in one uh, because I ah. did three episodes on this person. And if you are a faithful Martyrs and Missionaries listener, uh, and I didn't choose this person, you would be very upset. Um, so it is, it is Hudson Taylor, um, of course. And that is, that is my, that's my top one. And I don't think I have to explain it because it's Hudson Taylor, but, uh, but his, but his life is, is so cool. And I, I thought I knew everything there was to know about Hudson Taylor before I went in this episode or three episodes. And I found out that I knew uh, next to nothing. And I was, honestly incredibly blessed by doing the three-part series on him so that's my that's my number one yeah as somebody who's read uh hudson taylor's autobiography like i thought or or his biography by his son i can't remember mm -hmm. what it is but it's mm -hmm. like anyway i didn't think i would be learning a lot of new stuff when i listened to that episode you had so many stories and like really great stories that i had never heard before and you also told flaws of his but not in a way like sometimes they'll they'll rewrite history and they'll just be like this guy was actually terrible they try to do that with david livingston a lot we're like oh he was actually an evil no he, he was a great guy uh but with hudson taylor uh you didn't do that you did a good job i think talking about like real flaws of his and also uh giving like, a ton of story if you like hudson taylor if you like you know missionary stories and you haven't listened to it and you thought oh i, I already know hudson taylor's not trust me i i would almost guarantee you there are lots of stories in there that you had not heard before because, again, they're not in the autobiography. You have to go to other sources to find them. My number one episode for the year, William Bacon Stevens, uh, the Anatomy Praises God episode. It was so good. I, I really enjoyed that one. Just It was unexpected because it was this guy I'd never heard of. Well, who is William Bacon Stevens? He didn't ever do anything else that like would make the church history books or anything. But he had this really awesome sermon that I just kind of stumbled into by accident where he just talks about how the human body glorifies God to a room of basically doctors who are graduating, going to the doctor degree. And he's like, you guys have learned to treat the physical body, but you don't know about treating the spiritual body, the spiritual causes, which cause so many of the issues that you're going to have. Don't forget God. And then he just uses the human body with the science they had to explain um, how it's just amazingly created and how God is glorified in it. And what's really cool is that I feel like it, all of the things he said is even more true today. Like the things that he was impressed by back then, 
there's even more evidence of how incredible the human body is now. And so it's just a really neat sermon that from 170 years ago is echoing the same truths of God that I think are still real to this day. So I really enjoyed that sermon. Um, and it was an unexpected treat. Like I did not, I didn't get any into that sermon. I did not see it being as awesome as it was. And I think it's part of the reason I enjoyed it too. Neat. All right. Another, another well, year that, in the bag of revived thoughts and martyrs and missionaries. That's right. Mm-hmm. We have, we've covered another year and we have our top five. We have our church history trivia crown winner, Joel, that's <laughs> an upset for the ages. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's really anything else left to do other than to say on I'm on the revived thought side, I would just like to say I, I, thank you to you who are listening. We could not do, or we certainly could not do our show without you because you read the sermons for us every week that we put up on our show. We are extremely grateful to all of you who have messaged us, commented on something, sent us a, a, a personal email who have read a sermon for us that all the different ways that you have, many of you have reached out to us over this last year. Uh, we're and all the people who have signed up for Patreon as well, or who bought some of our merch when we did the little uh, merch thing. We learned a lot from that. Apparently you guys will buy merchandise from us, which is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, we're just really grateful for all the different ways that you have come along and supported us this year. And we're looking forward to making on our end revive thoughts, many more episodes for all of you to listen to in this next year. Elise, what do you got for them? I would I would kind of echo your sentiments because I think that we have some of the most interactive audiences like that you could you could have for a podcast. Um, I feel like we get several emails and they're so sweet or they're informative or they're suggestions of like, hey, from my show, like, hey, would you like to cover this person or here's this, you know, obscure person I love to know more about. And like, can you figure this out? And I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Let me add it to my list. And so if I haven't gotten to your person yet, it's because they're on my list. And at some point they will they will be covered. But um, but yeah, I think that we don't, we feel, if you, if you're on a podcast, you're speaking to a microphone, you can sometimes feel like you're just speaking into the air and you're like, okay, I hope this does well. But our audiences are, give such great feedback. So I think that it, it just, it feels nice to, to feel like you're interacting with, with you guys Yeah, pretty consistently. I agree. All right, Joel, what do you got for the listeners? We're heading out here. Uh, I'm excited for 2024. It's crazy that we're still doing this. I I don't like <laughs> how long. When did we start Revive Thoughts? I don't even remember. I do remember. It was in 2019, and at 2019. the time I was living in Miami, and we were putting mm-hmm. this together in a laundry room. We then moved to Kansas City, did it for two years together at your house, which was when we had real church history trivia nights where we would have like live streamers yeah. and people come in. That was that was fun during those halcyon days of COVID live streaming when that was really big. And then we went to Cambodia and Elise and I recorded our episodes in a literal wardrobe <laughs> that didn't lead to Narnia. It just led to like cockroaches probably, <laughs> probably. And now here we are in the Indonesian studio with these really nice soundboards and this really nice roadcaster. And I don't want to say like it's been a journey, but it, it does feel like it's been, a, it's been a journey. We've come so far. Yeah, come so so far. next year, next year in 2024, we'll be crossing into our sixth year of doing Revive <laughs> Five. Yes, Joel, we will have finished five years. But as you point out, that's such a weird way to say it. I feel like, I feel like everybody's been concerned that we don't know how to count. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's, uh, it's neat, and uh, I love doing it, and I look forward to doing it for years to come. Yep, I enjoy doing it, too. And I will say, listener, you are, you are listening right now. I mean, Revive Thoughts still has 5.0 stars out of 180 Apple reviews. I don't – I feel like we've got – we're probably not breaking a record, but that's definitely – like, I've never seen a Very show rare, just yeah. – 
I mean, for especially because we're not exactly an uncontroversial show. We're covering theologians and we're covering like big topics like war. We've had to talk about slavery. We've had to talk about a lot of like not good stuff. The fact that we have not gotten one starred by anybody and the fact that you have all stayed with us for years and kept those ratings coming in and just have been so encouraging. It's just one of those many things that you have done that I am really appreciative of. And just it's just another way that you've all shown us that you care and that you enjoy this content and yeah, we're just really grateful. All right. Oh, oh, I had one more thing I wanted to add here. I want as as a Christmas present. Um, we're we are four reviews away on Martyrs and Missionaries from having 100 wow. Apple reviews. So if if you would like to give a review, you don't have to you don't have to write anything. I mean, I enjoy reading them, but you can just click that five star if that's that's what you want to do, and that would be that would be a huge Christmas present to me if you would like to do that. All right, so you heard that there. Elise is announcing that for Christmas, she's dear Santa. <laughs> uh, five star reviews on Apple Podcast. For our for Revive Thoughts, we don't we don't want anything big. We don't need Christmas presents. We just like that you're listening. Uh-huh. But if you want to join us on Patreon and continue supporting what hey, we're doing here, what is the easier thing to ask? <laughs> uh, we would be more than happy to have you because it does help every Patreon listener. It helps us a lot uh, and continue to do all this. So yeah, if you're listening, and those of you who are on Patreon, we are really grateful. Uh, for you and your continued support. All right. I feel like we've hit all of our major important things. We thank you for listening to this rare crossover episode. We have not done one in two years or so um, where all three of us have been on together. So this is Troy, Angel, and Elise, and you've been listening to Revive Thoughts and Merge Machine.